Ah, well, it's been a strange week. I'm back here with Chris and Carl. So let's chat about what we've been up to this week. What's going on? I got I got some news. We got a new housemate. Not sure if I mentioned this. He's one of the gays. Vaguely mentioned it yeah, before. Yeah, and I've had a chat to him. I, I, I've been discussing it with him. I broached the subject, and he's enlightened me on a few things. Apparently, they don't all know each other. Don't they have, like, a club or something? Well, I asked him, what's Elton John really like? And he said, well, we don't, well, you know, this is a myth. He said, we don't all all know each other. I, I always have this feeling that, you, that someone will say that, and then you go, oh, you know the guy down the road, he's good as well. Oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's just put that to rest. We did discuss a lot of things and about how I got a different attitude to things because I grew up in a different time, and now it's you know at the time when I was a youngster it was like <gasps> he's a gay. Yeah, it was taboo, yeah. Yeah, but it is, and your parents especially because like my father was born nineteen twenty five, my mother nineteen thirty, and it was if you came across somebody then when i was a kid it was you know he's he's one of them he's a bit funny that way but Lord, th- and yeah. that's the way it was i mean this is back in the 60s now where are we talking this but now nobody gives a shit today and i told him that and i said do you get do you get prejudices and stuff like that he said yeah he said people take a piss he said but he's usually mates if anything that'll do it and he said you know they don't mean any harm by it so he said you know i'm not offended by it well, it's nice to see that people are a bit more accepting because like you said it did doesn't really matter ultimately you know I, I don't understand why it would even warrant that much attention in public you know people still talk about it as if it's you know they're still fighting for their rights it's the same with anything else really we've just evolved as a society to be a bit more accepting i think which is good it's nice to see yeah, I agree. yeah yeah oh what else has happened this week oh i want to bring back to wales an eagle breeding program or, or giant birds of prey. What? Oh, wow. That Where is so random. From? I, I don't want to breed with the eagles myself, Chris. I'm not sure if you're... Uh, <laughs> you want to create some sort of, of fantasy creature, yeah. Well, no. What it is, next door has got these little yappy dogs. So you I, want to breed the eagles to eat the dogs? Yeah, Basically, yeah. I, I, I just want to see one of them get snatched. Because <laughs> then perhaps it'll get her next door to sort of cure that problem. And, Wouldn't and it be better than keep of control of the, the dog, dogs. snatch the person? Well, no, because the dogs will still be. Um, yeah, but the dogs will be rehomed, and that'd be fine. But because at the end of the day, it's the the owner not looking after their dogs is the problem. No, this is another problem we've got. Is is dog owners? Dog, dog owners. Owner, are, be careful, you. Yeah, I'm a dog owner. Dog owners are terrible. Why are we terrible? Because right, this is what happens. I'll step out here because I've got a cat. They have them. They're not much better. They have them <laughs> leads, right? You know them <laughs> them leads that retract back into the handle. Yes. But they'll have the dog all the way out on the other, extended as far as it'll go. They'll be one side of the pavement, and the dog will be trotting on the other side of the pavement. So you've got this rope coming towards you as you're walking down the pavement, and they make no effort to sort of walk the other side of the pavement and, and sort of roll a dog in a bit and get it under okay. control. That, 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 that's just general dickishness. It is, the stupidity. I mean, yeah, I mean, not all dog, dog, dog owners are like that. They I, are, they're all the same. I haven't got one of those retractable leads. We've only got a, a small normal lead, which we take to, down to the field. We keep her on the, on the lead all the time. We make sure that if, if you can see someone's a little bit nervous around dogs, you, you, you roll them in and make sure they don't. So that's just general people being dicks with dogs, not the other, not... Dog owners themselves. Oh, what dog have you got? I got a beagle, but my beagle is retarded as it is, so it's, it's a bit of a different one. I, I beagles mean the small ones. Nah, medium to small. They're yeah, not, they're not small, small. Beagles are not so bad. It's because next door they've got these tiny. You know the 
Uh, the Jack ones Russell's. you see, oh no, much much smaller than that. The ones you see, um, homosexual male pensioners carrying around. Shitsus. Yeah, probably little little really small tiny Chihuahuas. things. The ones you see, they're yeah, like Chihuahua size. I think yeah. I, I I think that's what it is actually a Chihuahua. There's a couple of them. There's two two or three of them, and they'll be out in the garden and they just parking constantly and to me it's right right why are you not out in the garden shutting the dogs up seeing what they're barking about or get them in you're disturbing all your neighbors and you don't give a shit i i i I totally agree with you on that one i I think it's wrong i mean you shouldn't have a dog if you can't look after it and that's that's looking not looking after it you're making them just stand outside barking and you're disturbing everyone else i don't agree with that at all it's the same thing as kids like kids and dogs they, they're quite the same. If you don't discipline them early, they'll start to run the roost. I think discipline's the wrong word myself. You don't teach them early. I don't know. Like, Beat is the word I would have used, but go on. Yeah. And <laughs> it sounds harsh. Like, my parents have got two Westies. So they're not big dogs. They're not small dogs. They kind of fall in that middle territory. And then they run my parents' house. My parents don't lift a finger to try and do anything with them. So I went down there one day, and they've got a, a female Westie and a male Westie. And the female Westie's great, placid, very prim and proper. When guests come over, she's very attentive. So she's a well-trained dog. The, the, the male Westie's a fucking rent. He's a lunatic. <laughs> Just runs around, biting, barking, whatever. So one day I went down, and he was, mis- he was really misbehaving. He was biting the other dog. He was biting me. He was trying to bite my shoe. So I gave him a clip. And, you know, it was like shock horror in the room as if, you know, I've just committed a cardinal sin. I didn't hit him that hard. I just gave him a clip. Every time I go to the house now and he sees me walking, he sort of, sort of, sort of bows his head down <laughs> as if to say, oh, he's going to do that again. But when I walk, when I walk in, sit down, he sort of, he sort of feels me out, makes no noise and then just comes over to me and sits quietly and, and behaves himself. As he should. As he should, because it's a dog. I, I agree with you. And I, I've, I've clipped my dog a couple of times normally I like tap on the nose and it it teaches it but from, if you get it from a puppy you can teach it without doing that yeah and my parents didn't do that unfortunately yeah. they let the dog run the roost and we used to have alsatians now if we don't train an alsatian they're, they're, they're police dogs they use those in the police force they're yeah, very I think they're the most intelligent dogs alive yeah. as well that so is. we had the alsatians from puppies and my, in fairness to my parents they trained those perfectly so they were very placid yeah Perfect family dogs. Everyone loved them, and and that was that. But it's just like just because the dog's smaller, it doesn't mean it doesn't require the same level yes, of training as an Alsatian. Yes, it won't it won't kill anyone like an Alsatian could, but it's still going to be an annoying as hell. If anything, smaller dogs are known for being a bit more vocal because they're small, so they yes, feel they the have William to the be Conqueror small man syndrome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or small dog syndrome. In this yeah. yeah, it doesn't take a lot. You don't hit the dog hard, and I'm not talking about animal cruelty where you start really. Hunting oh, no, the no, dog no, around, no. you just sort of hit them, give them a clip on the nose, yeah, and then that they sort yeah, it's of a small you know, tap. But it's not, it's not really a, a hit or anything. It's just a small tap on the nose, yeah. and they kind of, kind of bend down slightly and go, oh, I've, I've gone too far on this one. Yeah, you just got to let definitely. them know their boundaries. Like, uh, a, like we, a we had our dog when she was four years old, so she had already had issues before we've got her. So we're trying to train a dog that already not been trained at the age of four, and that just doesn't work. It's difficult because I think they say the first. It's only the six, first 16 weeks of a dog's life they're classed as a puppy. After that, they're actually classed as an adult. For 16 weeks, you've got to train them up, ready for their adult life, basically. Well, I used to have to wrestle with my dog because I had a Rottweiler, and he was a big Rottweiler. He was one of the tall ones as well. 
think it was like a bull. Uh, I think I think just muscle. Uh, at one point, yeah, I think it was about ten or eleven stone. Jesus Christ! Oh, he was huge, That's huge. It like, was it's the same weight as me. Yeah, he was huge. This, this, yeah, this they do grow that big. Yeah. Oh, because when he, if he stood on his back back legs, he could put his paws on your shoulder and look face to face with you. My, my brother's so, dog. Like so height wise, he's like six foot. If you stood yeah. him up, yeah. Um, and um, my mate across the uh, road, he'd always had uh, rotties. And he said, yeah, he said, you'll find it'll be fine. It'll follow you everywhere. He said, once it gets to about 18 months, two years old, he said, it's going through his teenage years. He said, and then it'll be thinking, right, I'm going to take over here. I'm going to be alpha male. I'm going to top dog. I'm going to sort it out. I said, so what do you do? He said, well, in the dog world, he said, um, dogs will have each other by the throat. Yeah. So he said, you'll have to tip him over. He said, and you'll have to grab him around the throat. He said, so, you know, and squeeze. So, so he submits to you. He said, yeah. it's the only way you're going to do it. He said, because you can't tap a dog like that on a nose. You'll just have your fingers off. Yeah, rip your hand off. Yeah. He, he said, you, you, that's what you've got to do. You've got to do the same as a dog would and have him upside down on his back by his throat. Makes sense. Uh, I think I had to do that about twice, three times. Did it work? Yeah, yeah. I, once he was like, when I was, I was out walking him across a, a grass patch past some... Uh, some fencing at the back of somebody's house and they had a dog in the garden and this thing was yelping and kicking off and a tiny little thing would have been eaten in seconds um, but of course mine was pulling on the lead trying to get through the fence at it because this thing was winding it up and the only way I could control it was to sort of get him down on his back and squeeze his throat that's the only way Did I could you stop him well basically sort of like not strangle it, but you had like your, th- your hand on it oh yeah yeah and tightly as well so that uh, you know it's, it's practically going but but you know it's either that or the thing is going to feel its own feet, and get too aggressive, and you know it's going to have somebody one day, and only once it's going to have somebody, and then it's it's too late. You know somebody's been injured by it. And I can I can hear the outrage now of people going, oh, you've choked a dog, you've done this, and it's if you that's nothing compared like like your mate said, the animal kingdom is ten times worse. Yeah, yeah absolutely, than it is, it act, yeah. That it actually is. So if if it takes you know a few minor instances of your dog getting. Not choked, but if, well, I suppose for all intents and purposes, choked to make it realise that it can't behave that way. If that's the only way to communicate to that dog, then to be fair, you would be in a responsible owner in a sense. Yeah, I thought so. From happening before. Yeah, not that. Because if something had happened, it would have been, oh, you should have been stronger with that dog. You should have trained it well, properly. If- you should have taught it who was boss. Yeah, too late now. Yeah, because there's too many people worrying and it's just ripping his leg well, off. Yeah, yeah. If, if a lot of the time, if the dog does bite someone, the dog then gets put down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's that's horrible because the, it could be the fact the person was winding that dog up, and as a human, you might get wound up and punch someone. You're not getting put yeah. down for it, are you. Yeah. So why should a dog be put down for it? And I, I, I think it's certain dogs you do have to do that with. So bigger dogs, when they try and become top dog, you have to knock them down a peg. Thing is, some Rottweilers are amazing companions my friend used to have staff triple terriers and they were exactly the same they'd sit on their back like the i can remember to this day they had a male and a female again the female was she was sort of like the house entertainer she'd go around and say hello to everyone but the male dog was exactly that when he was younger and in its prime he'd sit on his back legs it would come up to about my waist and it was like a brick shit house it was just all muscle sitting there going it was it was dull as hell you know he'd yeah, thick as shit. But one day, just out of happenstance, a cat jumped into my friend's garden, and the back door was open. And uh, yeah, 
Oh, kill the cat then. Kill the cat. Yeah, my old, well, quickly as well. It, I've never seen a, a pound of flesh run that fast because we were up in the bedroom. So we were up in the up in the bedroom. We hear the cat jumped in the garden. It's all you hear. This dog start growling, and by the time we all got downstairs, the dog had, it caught the cat and just ripped it to pieces. That takes him doing to catch a cat. Well, the cat was. I don't know how it got in the garden because you got the the walls. They had quite big walls either side and in the corner they had a shed so I think the cat had jumped on the shed and jumped into the garden but then when it tried it couldn't Get jump back out. back out so it kind of trapped itself in the garden uh, stupidly my old dog killed a cat we never found the body but uh, he jumped into the garden and it used to do it quite regularly and we had to close the door to make sure the dog didn't go after it and one day I didn't realize the cat was in the garden opened the door gone, grabbed it by the tail swung it around the garden um, and hit a fence and the, the cat managed to escape with my dog with a claw in its eye. Um, and then the next day, uh, two days later, sorry, an old lady next door came out and said, have you seen my cat? And I was like, nope, I haven't seen it at all. Don't oh, know what cat it is. No. Yeah, I felt really bad. But at the same time, the cat knows that that's the dog's garden. You don't go into someone else's yeah. garden and expect to come out of it if you know yeah. it's there. So it's... And we had to take the dog to the vet. He had a claw stuck into his eye. If it was an inch higher, it'd been blind. So the poor woman's going to be listening to the podcast now, thinking that's that's what happened to my cat. The poor woman's dead. Oh, yeah. That was a conversation stopper, Chris. Yeah, it's just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you killed the cat, and you killed the conversation as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's. Yeah, you you have to. People don't want to take responsibilities and own. Like, if you want a husky, you've got to deal with huskies. They need regular exercise. They need to be outdoors practically most of the day. You need to spend a lot of time with that dog. You can't have a full-time job and a husky. It just simply mm. doesn't work unless you pay for someone to look after that dog. Uh, my brother's got a husky, um, and she's brilliant. They both work uh, shift. Well, they used to work shift work, so they, they were always out at you know, bad times and stuff, but... This husky's brilliant. I was a rescue dog as well, so they picked her up when she was one years old, um, and she was so skinny. She was close to death. She had to she had to fight for her food, and because she was the weakest out of the lot, she never actually really ate that much. But yeah. she's an absolute brilliant husky now. So I, I I would say you can do it, but you've just got to even if you do work a full time job, you've just got to make sure when you go home you take them out. When you get up early, you take them out. You you constantly you have to walk them before work. Yeah, after work. Before you go to bed, preferably someone could do that. I mean, if you even if you did like an hour walk in the morning and then did like a two, three hour walk in the evening or even a two hour walk in the evening, that would be enough. You don't really have to take them out all the time. It's just making sure that they have it regularly. So you can't go like... Because that's quite a commitment. Yeah, you, you couldn't just go, right, I'll take you out two hours every evening. And then like on the weekends, you'd have to take them out for like a proper walk or take them on a, a, a real long walk. But... It is doable. I just think a lot of people just don't want to. Like, I think a lot of people come home from work and they just don't want to do anything. Yeah, they just sit down. And the dog just... suffers the neglect then. Yeah. Certain but it's dogs... their own loss. The huskies will rip the house to pieces. I've heard stories of that. Yes, they do. And this dog will eat absolutely anything. If you believe something, something anyway. In fact, they, my parents had um, Roxy, her name is, for a little bit over uh, their house. And then when they were doing my parent, my brother's wedding cake, so they were soaking the um, fruit cake in alcohol, and they had it on a, uh, a cupboard just 
just above what, probably what they thought she could reach. She wrote Rachel them, ate both the cakes that had been sitting there for about two months soaking in alcohol. Oh, no. Uh, ate both those cakes, and a month, well, it was three weeks before the wedding, so they were out to, like, then rush and make a brand new cake, and the dog was being sick everywhere in the house because, obviously, it's just eaten Going a very rich fruit cake. Mm. Two, and they were about... They loved them. Probably about that big. There's two slabs about that big, and ate both of them. No issues. Wow. Christ. Yeah, it, it was. I'm more impressed that it managed to eat them both. To be yeah. honest, oh, the, this dog will eat because I again because I think it was fighting for its food all time. It's now gone in its head that it's always got to eat. Oh, it sees food and it's got to eat yeah, it all. Some yeah. dogs you can put food down and they'll eat when they want to, whereas my dog won't. You, if you put food down, she's there straight away to eat it because she had to fight for her food as well. Or we we think she did anyway. I'm pretty sure our dog was abused when she was mm. four years. Yeah, you should. People shouldn't be having animals when if they're just going to, you know, abuse them yeah. for the sake of abusing them. Well, this dog's trust is full, isn't it? It's constantly full. They, 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 they're. Um, I think it's something like they're having ten dogs a day in the Bridgend one alone of of, of, do- of dog owners bringing them in because they can't look after dogs. And I it's think stupid. to myself, why, why it's irresponsible? Have that dog? People don't have the spine to look after children sometimes, and they the children go, "I want a puppy. I want a puppy." Give the kid a puppy. Two months later, well, I'm bored of the puppy now. Mm. And then they don't. The parents aren't willing to pick up it either. Yeah. So then it's, no, it's like a, they used, I can remember those adverts where they say like a dog is not just for Christmas, and it couldn't be simpler than that. If you want to buy an animal, you owe it to that animal to be well, yeah, I mean, as responsible as you, you can. You're looking ten to twenty years of your life is going to be that animal. So you've got to be prepared to let, for ha- to have that animal for ten to twenty years. I reckon if. They should put the parents down in some instances when the dogs attack people. Because <laughs> it's not the dog's fault. Agreed. The dogs are doing exactly what dogs are supposed to do. People forget that their lineage derives from wolves and other large animals. So they're bred, for the most part, to, yeah. to hunt and, and to kill. No, 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 like I said earlier, if you're winding a dog up, eventually that dog's going to bite. It's the same as a human. If you wind a human up, eventually that human's going to... What happens with kids is that some of the kids will walk over to the dogs and they start pulling its ears and grabbing its nose and yeah. poking it. Just being kids, they're curious, but the dog is going, this little thing, it's poking me, it's poking me, it's poking me, and then at the end, the dog will snap and just rip the kids to pieces. Surprisingly, mind you, female dogs, um, because of their motherly instincts, they actually look after kids. A lot of the time, they will, um, because when my brother was a kid, we had a dog called Scampi, um, and they always thought that she was going to be a little bit vicious around the dog. She was absolutely fine. She literally used to lay underneath his cot, and if anyone came near that she didn't realise, she would start growling. And as soon as she realised who it was, she would calm down. But she would leave, wouldn't leave the side of my brother. Everywhere they went, she was there making sure that he was protected. I and I've heard a lot of stories of dogs doing that. And I think that's just motherly instinct taking over and being like, right, this is a, they can't look after themselves. It's my duty then to look after them. It's the same as um, gorillas. There was that story of a gorilla years ago where a kid fell into it. And, oh, uh, Rombe. No, it wasn't that one. It was a different one because they didn't shoot the gorilla in the end. Oh, okay. Um, it, one of the silverbacks, uh, the leader of the tribe, saw this kid in there, uh, broken arm, uh, and he comes over and all the other gorillas are trying to get near this kid and he was just go- he was just pushing them all back until someone came in from the, z- the zoo and managed to go and grab the kid. He wouldn't let anyone near that kid because he could see that he was injured and he wasn't a threat. Mm. And most kids aren't threats. You don't see them as threats. Even if they are poking you, animals just know they're not threats. Well, my, my Rottweiler was a male, and he would circle, he would circle us. If we were out walking, mm. 
because um, my mate across the road, he had at four at one point, and he said they would position himself, because he had five kids as well, our house was packed, and he said if they were out somewhere, the dogs would position themselves, one at the front, one at the back, one each side. I thought, wow, that's amazing. And mine, um, he would circle us as we were walking. He'd go constantly around us, like covering yeah. all areas all the time, just to make sure nobody could sort of come close. They are truly man's best friend, mind you. If you, if you treat them right, they will love you to no end. And as soon as you start treating them wrong, they will still love you, but you expect them to bite back at some point. Mm. I love dogs. Dogs I, are the best. I, I'm not a big dog fan as such. I'm not a big animal sort of fan. I mean, I wouldn't want to see him sort of hurt. And I think the owners are more problematic than the, uh, the, than, are, than yeah, the animals themselves. Um, especially the ones that leave dog shit everywhere and just walk off. Oh, that's, that's disgusting. I hate that. It's this, it's this like pretentious attitude. It's you. If a if a person was walking along the street and took a shit in the road, it's the same to me. It's the same principle. That public road is to be used by everyone. So you can't just let your animals do that in the middle of the pavement, just as if we wouldn't do it. Mm. When you see people, you know, when people go to town, they get pissed and they piss all over the the walls and stuff. That's equally as disgusting. It's just. The consumption of alcohol doesn't then give you the right to just start peeing over people's property. That's not. I was talking about this with my mates cool. in the pub actually on Friday night. I it agree, it's, it's 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 not nice peeing in public. However, if I'm walk, I've done it a couple of times walking from home. If you haven't got work. a choice, yeah, if you <laughs> yeah. haven't got a choice, if you're desperate for a pee, you either pee yourself or you you find a nice quiet bush somewhere. A of, yeah, I, I'm not bit saying of shrubbery like, or something. if you're walking down Cardiff High Street and there's thousands of people and you just drop trowel and start pissing in the middle of the road. That's wrong. But if you're down like a really dark alley and there's a green bin there and you can cut, tuck yourself in the corner, there's no issues. The smell of the bin is already going to take over the smell of what you're doing. No one can see what you're doing. You're keeping yourself quiet out of the way. I think I don't I don't say everyone should go and do it straight away. I'm just saying if you can't hold it and you can't find anywhere to go, you know. I, I said, I've done it a couple of times walking around the trees because I've got so far and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's fine. If you're like peeing <laughs> in a forest, like... When we used to, we used to go to Butlins when I was a kid, and that's like a four-hour drive. And my dad has got bladder problems, so we'd stop in the service station, and then there was a there was a gap between the service station and the next one. So of course he was drinking soft drinks and whatever. So if he needed to go to the gents, we'd pull over on the motorway. There'd usually be like forestry or foliage, just nip in there on yeah. a site, do his business, and that's fine. He's not peeing on someone's like garage or backyard yeah. or something. So when you go to open the garage the next morning to go to work, you just go piss all over your yeah. garage and it stinks. It's like that is. I completely agree with that. That's horrible. Yeah, I, I, if you could, you have. It's, it's okay it's as long as you find as well. somewhere discreet to do it. Yeah, dog shit. I don't agree with it because just because like, if you if you like Brackler Field, there's loads of dog walkers down there, and if they leave shit all over that field, that means then a kid's gonna go down there and start playing football or something or when they play rugby and end up probably putting their face in shit yeah, or something. I, exactly. I don't agree with that. Pick it up. It takes three seconds to pick it up. It costs a pound for a hundred bags so it's not even like expensive to do. And we, we started using um, you know the food bags. We run out of poop bags for a while so we started using the food bags. You get them for free. Use them if you have to. I think next time I see it I'm going to I'm going to come out with a bag pick it up myself tie it up and then just fucking lob it at the owner <laughs> just say there you go take it with you don't next time it. I won't tie it up I said don't tie it just just do it without tying it up I'll be a nutcase I'll just pick up the shit with their hands <laughs> and just, it's, it's disgusting cause like, we live like on a, a monkey yeah like a monkey because yeah. we live on a corner house 
we've got that there's a section so you've got our garage there and you've got a section where the sort of road curls into the street and i don't know why but a lot of people like when they're walking their dogs they they sort of the dogs pee on the wall on the side because we've got an extended wall and you see like drop-ins there there's drop-ins in our garden as well from people's cats i know it's not my cat and it's oh it's disgusting so when i'm mowing the lawn i was mowing the lawn yesterday it's like going over it not really paying attention to what i'm doing and you you sort of hear the mower go a bit yeah then fucking smell it you then it's like great i gotta i gotta take that out of the bag and it's gonna be full of shit i found a hedgehog yesterday though no in the mower the lawn almost (laughs) i was mowing the so we've got two parts of the garden. We've got one part here and one part there. And in the corner there, this hedgehog had buried himself in sort of, he, he, well, the little shit had dug out some of the lawn anyway, which I'm not too happy with. But he dug out some of the corner there, buried himself in it, and then he put some, he put like leaves and a few other bits of foliage on top of him. So when I was mowing the lawn, it looked weird anyway because it looked out of place. And I thought... Well, I'll just suck up the bits with the mower. But as I was going to do it, I thought, well, I better double check just in case because it didn't look right. And thank fuck I did. I picked it up and the hedgehog fell out. <laughs> Otherwise, that hedgehog would have yeah would have been in bits. Yeah, it would have been a rather bloody scene. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. I would have never mowed the lawn again. After that. I would have been too traumatized to do it. So at the end, up, I was looking after a hedgehog last night then because they're nocturnal creatures i basically ruined its sleep yeah. during the day so we had we got a little box we put the hedgehog in the box we put apparently they like cat food so we had, had we luckily we had some put some cat food in the box closed the lid popped him in the garden came back out about half nine ten he he was awake opened the box and off and off he went nice I thought, I've, yeah, I've done a hedgehog a bit of a service there. I'm happy with myself. It could have been that, or you would have been chop suey in my lawnmower. It would have been hedgehog for dinner. Yeah, exactly. What do you think of this story I saw on the news this week then? Uh, there was a dog owner in America who died. And in her will, she wanted her pet dog to be buried with her. So they had to put down a perfectly healthy dog. And they did it. There was a lot of fuss about it and people complaining and saying you shouldn't do it. It's a perfectly healthy dog. And I think even the vet tried to go against it and said, we're not happy about doing this. But it was yeah, no, I don't agree with that. judged as a legal thing. Uh, it was her pet. It was in her will. It was her decision. She can do what she wants with it. That dog will be put down to be buried with her. I don't agree with that. I can understand if you said to bury, you know, if the, when the dog dies, then bury it with her. But don't. Don't kill the dog just to bury it. No, I don't agree with that. What happens if she'd said in the will that she wanted a child to be buried with her? Would they have to kill the child and bury it with her as well? Because it's the same principle. It's just with the dog. I suppose principle is the same. Yeah, it's the same yeah. sort of thing. I mean, I, under that case, um, I think she should. I think the agreement should have been if the dog dies first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the dog dies first, then bury her. The owner's going to yeah. be buried with it. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> you don't wait for the owner to die because she probably thought she would outlive the dog that's what it sounds like and she just wanted to be buried with the dog it, i don't feel comfortable the fact that they she died and then they killed the dog just because yeah that's not they wanted that's the dog wrong. buried with it that you know? wrong but i know a a le- wills are legally binding but surely they could have gone 
well, she's not going to notice because she's dead. Let's just leave the dog alive. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, if it died of natural causes and then they buried it, nothing wrong with that. But to kill a healthy dog, a healthy living creature, just because someone said, I want to die with my dog. No, 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 no. And I can see why nope. they did it, obviously. Yeah, she wants a dog with her in the next, yeah. uh, wherever she's gone to. Because if, if yeah, they're enforcing the dogs don't go the to the same heaven. Now, do we know that? Because all dogs go to heaven told us that. Don't they go to like a big field? Please tell me you've never you've seen all dogs go to heaven. I've never heard of that. It's a, it's a cartoon. All dogs go to heaven. You must have seen it. It's a he- it's, it's about like, dogs basically going to heaven and then two dogs come back to earth to save earth. It's weird. It's very 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 good. Watch all dogs go to heaven. It's amazing. Was Khalifa in it? No, I've uh, <laughs> who? <laughs> no. Did you see him on Joe Rogan? No, you haven't, you haven't watched him yet. Have you? I've seen parts of it. He smokes a lot of marijuana. Yeah, well, that's what he's known for as well, as well as his. Uh, then wha- I should definitely in. know this guy. Then he's uh, an ounce a day. I think he said or something. How much? Effect. An ounce a day, maybe a bit more. Yeah, I think that's what he said to Joe Rogan. Yeah, he smokes an about a day. Yeah, he smokes about an ounce a day. And this is in grams. I work better in grams. Oh, I have no idea. What's an ounce in grams. Well, I'm not entirely sure, but he used to buy half a queue, which was half a quarter of an ounce. It was like an eighth. Oh, mate, that's, that's, an, that's an eighth of an ounce was like a, a, a chunk like that, apparently, what I've read. And uh, Yeah, but it's... it's, it's, it's and this it's, is good stuff as well, it's not the... So an ounce is a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. KK or something, wasn't it? Khalifa something, he called it. I can't remember what he called it. Ounce into grams. So he, he'd have one ounce he'd, a day. He'd smoke an ounce yeah. a day. That's 28 grams. Is that a lot? It's quite a bit. I mean, ten, one, a 10 bag is one gram. A 20 bag then is normally about two grams. And I was, a 20 bag will last me a month now. It used to last me a day, so I used to go through two grams a day. So he's, that's a lot of weed in one day to be smoking. This weed as well, not yeah. the stuff you'd get around here. No, that, that's, that's quite a bit of, to be smoking in one day. That's like Cheech and Chong level. Actually, no, that's no Cheech and Chong would probably... Smoke about four ounces a day. Well, Tommy to Chong like was on as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he recently. was on a couple of weeks before, I think. From Cheech and Chong. I bet he smoked a hell of a lot. There's, a, there's a TV show that I watch called um, Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, you I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Well, uh, they're massive weed smokers on that. They're basic, the premise around it is about them growing weed all the way through it. Um, and then they're taken out of it and they, they go meet um, Chong. Um, and Ricky, who is like the main weed smoker of the group, he's like told to have a challenge of smoking against Chong. Um, and it's all it's a, mo- it's a it's a mockumentary, so everything they do is actually real life what they're doing at that time. And uh, they start smoking with Chong, and, and Ricky's like half well, not even halfway through what Chong's doing, and he's on the ground, and Chong's just like, like yeah, no, and then brings out a bong and starts smoking a bong, and then he brings out another joint, and, and Ricky's just like just falling off the chair. And it's, it's brilliant. It's so funny. And the amount that that guy can smoke is hilarious. Because their movies are sort of like, it's pretty much the the mecca of the subculture of people who smoke. You know, yeah. they're seen it's, as the, you know. It's the, that the one gods. scene when they first meet up in the car and he's like, he pulls out a really small little joint and he's like, oh, a bit of this. And he goes, that's not a joint. And he pulls out a joint. And it's like this. <laughs> and he's like, smoke this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, Tommy Chong was he in his 80s now, I think, isn't he? He must be close to I think it. he was 81 or yeah. 82 or something. He's been to prison for a while as well. He got arrested for having, mm. well, drugs and drug paraphernalia <laughs> in his house. <laughs> his life is, I, I bet his blood has just got little bits of marijuana flowing, floating around in it. Well, he's probably smoked so much, he's just, he's high for he's, the rest of his life. He's probably actually dead. It's just the weed that's keeping him going. <laughs> yeah. 
he's just, he's a really he's a cool guy I to would listen love, to. I would absolutely love to meet him. Amazing. I'd love to smoke. I would never be able to. I'd have one and be done with him, but I'd love I'm to do sure it. he was in prison with Jordan Belfer, the Wolf of Wall Street guy. See? I'm sure they were cellmates. That's pretty cool. Because he mentions it. I bet they have some really good stories and stuff together, those two. I bet they have some really good chats. Yeah, probably. Because, you know, you've got... He's... I think he only did marijuana, but obviously Jordan Belfort did pretty everything. much everything else. That, and that scene more. in Wolf of Wall Street where they've taken that sunshine... Not sunshine acid. It was the LSD or something. I can't remember exactly what Is it was. Is it the quaaludes that make him go yeah. completely... And the, the, the first scene you see, what, what goes into his Lamborghini, drives off really quickly, everything's going smooth, and then it goes back to actually what happened, and he's dragging him, he's, he's crawling to his Lamborghini on one arm because he can't actually move. Gets in, and he's like... All the way down the. Uh, His body is practically. He's yeah. a. He's probably what ninety percent paralyzed. Yeah. Because they take one. And yeah, it doesn't work, and then they go, "Well, let's take another." But because the the tablets were discontinued like forty decades ago, off. Well, that Good was loud. Grief was that a nuclear <laughs> bomb? Are we under attack? It sounds like yeah. I think so. Well, if someone. It's a really crap target if they decided to blow up the harvester, but uh, <laughs> they could have aimed higher. Right, that was load. That's yeah, me, actually, after the harvester, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the pills were so old that it took twice the amount of time to hit them, so they'd obviously overdosed on them and they were practically paralysed, so you yeah. just see have them. You, have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street movie? Yes, yeah. Oh, so brilliant. Yeah, he's good. It's an amazing That scene movie. is the best scene in the entire film. Just yeah. watching him try and go down those steps. It's fantastic. I love amazing. it. But that guy, after all he did, I think he spent four years in a minimum state penitentiary with all the luxuries you can imagine because he was a multi-millionaire. He left and he's a millionaire again now because he does like speak, he's sort of oh, a corporate yeah. trainer. Yeah. He goes to yeah. companies to do sales seminars and because, you know, all that aside, he's a, he was very good at what he did. He could sell anything to anyone. He was a very good salesman and that's how he got to where he was, so... He's doing all right for himself, which is crazy. That you can go from a multi-billion-dollar fraud lawsuit to just like, yeah, you're free now, and then he goes off and yeah. makes yeah. millions doing what he was doing before, but legally. So sorry, so I just remind me. You know, in that in that film Wolf of Wall Street, you got Matthew McConaughey doing that. That's all improv. Yeah, it was all ad lib. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he made all that up himself. No, no one told him to do it. He just it started randomly doing, it and they kept it in there. Apparently, DiCaprio was laughing at. Um, in one scene of it, um, when they're shooting from behind him, he's kind of going, yeah. doing this because he just wasn't expecting it to happen. He just rolls with it, though. It was yeah. really good. Would you do a crime, like a big robbery or something, when we're talking about going to prison and coming out rich, and oh. sort of, oh, for example, you know, five million? <clears throat> You'd rob somewhere for five million. Didn't we talk about this? Be happy to go to, to prison thinking, mm, I'll be out in five years, and then I'll never have to work again. I can live a life of luxury. Well, I thought of this a few times about the, the big score of if someone ever said to me, like, oh, we, we've got this truck that we want you to drive across, I don't know, to, to France, say, don't know, we don't want to tell you what's in there, don't need to know, but when you come back, you'll get five million pound. You get, say, 500,000 now and then you get the rest. So 4.5 4. million when you get back. Would, would The chances are if you get caught, you're put in jail for pretty much the rest of your life, though. Not for well, five years for the rest. Of, but oh, well, if you no. don't, but if you don't get caught, that means that you've just set yourself up for the rest of your life. You never have to work well, that's again. That's a flip of a coin, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fifty-fifty chance. You're either going to get yeah. caught or you're not. 
and you're either going to set yourself up for the rest of your life or fuck your life over for the rest of your life. Yeah, so I've decided I'm not doing that. I've always thought about it. If someone ever offered me, it'd be, it'd be so hard. To, it would be, it's one of those things you'd have to go away and be like, oh, I don't know. If it was a guarantee, if they say, right, if you get caught, you're going to go to prison for like eight years, but we'll keep the money in an mm. account that's ready for you. So when you get out, the money's there with interest. Life of luxury. Yeah. You just have to spend eight yeah. years in prison. So if I did that now, I'd be 40, get out when I'm 40, I'd retire immediately and I've got like six million in the bank. Where do I sign? Let's go. Where's the truck? I'd do it straight away. What was it? It was 25 years ago. Uh, no, I probably not And that's what I'm saying. If this, that's too you, that's if, too if, you, if you're going to get the big score, you're going to have to have the big time with it. You can't have the both the best of two. So if, yeah, if they said five, 20 years, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. I'll definitely do it. I wouldn't yeah. even think about it. But if it's 25 years, I mean, you I'll get be out. What, the almost world's different. I'd be almost sick. Well, I'd be 53 by the time and I to got be out. Fair, if I had that much money when I got out, say, when I was 56, I'd be dead within a decade with all the drugs I'd do. Yeah. So it'd be pointless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got funny laws in this country anyway, and we, because, I mean, if you murdered someone these days, you'll get a suspended sentence and 20 hours community service. You'll be out in no time. Like, you finish it, you sweep a few roads, paint but a fence. But if you insult someone on Twitter, oh, yeah. you get life. two years in life, yeah. If you call someone... That's not something not PC on Twitter. You can get arrested for that now. Yeah, life is 25 years, isn't it? It's 25 years, yeah. And some people get life without parole, so it means they have to serve 25 years, and that's, yeah. and you, that's you that. You can do, like, double life sentences and triple life sentences and stuff, so they'll have they'll do two 25-year sentences. But it's, it's weird. I know they say life is 25 years, but why don't they just say life sentence life. to 25 years? Or if someone commits multiple murders... You say, well, you're sentenced to life, which means you stay in prison for the rest of your natural life, not life equals 25 years. I've never understood the logic. Did people only live for 25 years back in the day and they'd go on yeah, life? Well, I think that was probably it. The, expect- the life expectancy in prisons was so little that 25 years they probably would have died. Yeah. Whereas now, you're living to... Well, now they've got fucking comfier beds than we have, TVs, they get re-educated. And I'm all for rehabilitating people, but when they live a a more luxurious life than some of the population you've got a question when they're living better lives than the people who sacrifice their life in wars it's not right they're living better than people who fall below the poverty line and mm. when you're that desperate why not commit a crime okay, in prison? you have a better life in prison than you would outside so well yeah when i was working in swansea i remember it was one woman who was stealing from the shop um she got caught and she said she wanted to get caught because she wanted to go back to prison because she was living on the streets outside, but inside she'd get everything she needed. And that's yeah. a sad state to be in, that you she, you, you, you want to get caught. People can call that woman what they want, but that is a very smart decision. You look at your situation and go, I can either live in the streets or I can go to, I can be indoors and... Yeah, I get three square meals safe. a day in a, in a nice warm cell with TV to access to everything that I need. Books. Yeah. Yeah, go to prison. It makes sense. That's yeah, quite yeah. true. We're we're better off in prison. Yeah, pretty much. In in some in some states, so I don't have to worry about my lack of pension for my old age. I'll just commit a crime, and be looked well, after yeah, in prison. Care, the, the care yeah. home system, they are literally just murder better. someone. You'd be twenty five years, and so you'd have plenty of time. Yeah, be looked after. Regular meals, warm exercise. Right, that's enough for this week. We've been the nearly uh, 40 minutes. Um, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Chris. If you want to hear any of the podcasts we've done before, go to our um, Patreon page. They're all on there at all. Uh, at all? They're all on there. What are we talking about? Okay, that's enough for me. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.